I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. You're listening to Achtung Noah, broadcasting from the beautiful South Berlin, except no Hello dear listeners, welcome, 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 welcome to Akdong Millwall 645 if you can believe that. Um, we speak dear listeners in the wake of yesterday's disappointing 1-0 loss up there at the MKM Stadium, Hull City 1, Millwall 0. Um, funny old game really I thought, um, we were completely out, um, out everything in the first half without Hull ever really creating that many chances other than the one that we gifted them in the fifth minute. Um, apart from that, they had loads of possession and we did nothing going forwards in the first half. Second half, we looked marginally better with the introduction, I felt, of Tom Bradshaw and um, one or two other players stepping up to the plate. But it was a bit of a gift. Like a few games recently, a rather spiritless performance overall over the whole 90 minutes, I felt. Just one point now in... In four games, um, leading some at least online to start to get itchy and scratchy over the whole Joe Edwards project. I'm, I'm not there yet. But before we get into the meat and drink of today's show, dear listeners, we do, of course, have our regular feature, the Pundit Games question, punditgames.co.uk. It's the number one football trivia board game. We we have a partnership with them on Achtung Millwall. Every time one of these board games gets sold, a contribution is made to the Lions Food Hub, which is a fantastic cause. 50 quid was generated over Christmas sales. Um, obviously now a while till next Christmas, but you've got birthdays and so forth for the year ahead. It's a wonderful football trivia game. You answer five questions in a row. You score a goal against your opponent. And um, you play for however long. 90 minutes. Why not play for 90 minutes like a football match? But just to give you a little taster as to what's involved in Pundit Games, I've got a, a sample question here for you just to whet your appetite if you should fancy buying it. Uh, Pundit Games. So, yeah, this is a, a question regarding a Norwich City player of the season for three consecutive years two, from 2009 to 10. Described as a beast who had to earn his shot in the Premier League. He was the in the PFA Team of the Year in League 2, 2009, League 1, 2010, and then in the Championship, 2011. Um, the, a meteoric rise to the top, as it's described here. Um, as we've said, he was Norwich City's player of the season for three consecutive years. And bizarrely, some might say, he has famously, since giving up the game, has gone into the world of wrestling. Um, we'll give you the answer to that question at the end of today's show, I didn't know he got into wrestling. I knew the name, but I didn't know he's become a wrestler um, post-career. Post 
Um, listeners, this is the week in which, um, sadly, we saw the the uh, death of Carl Weathers, Apollo Creed in the in the Rocky movies, uh, the Master of Disaster. So um, it just occurred to me that uh, we needed the Master of Disaster yesterday up there at Hull City. Um, and rather like Rocky Balboa um, this season, I do think our aim has to be merely to survive, to go the distance, to remain effectively in the championship, if we can. Um, I was took the time to look at the last five seasons championship, the third, the third place relegation spots. Um, 2018 to 19, it was Rotherham on 40 points. Uh, Charlton went down with 48 points, quite a high total. Not as high as us in the in the mid-90s, but that's still a high total to go down in 2019 to 20. Wickham were relegated in that third spot, 2020 to 21, with 43 points. Then Peterborough went down with uh, 37, 21-22. That I think was that the COVID season was that the year before. I can't remember. Um, and then last season, Reading got relegated with 44 points, 22-23. Um, so yeah, we're by no means, by no means, out of the woods at the moment. We're still stuck on 33 points, despite um, some decent wins over Christmas. But uh, at the moment, we're still a few points shy of anything like comfy safety. So. Um, whether the Joe Edwards project has the ability to get us over the line in the division is going to be the big question. I think we're at a crucial moment in the season, in actual fact. But anyway, let's have a listen now to my conversation in the immediate aftermath of full time from watching the game yesterday with uh, show regular Graham Payne. So uh, this might go over to that. And then after that, we'll be back with the voicemails. Achtung, Mailball. So first up on tonight's show, dear listeners, it's Graham Payne. Graham, we've just been saying saying off air. I only ever got you on in misery games, and here, here we are again, mate. Another misery performance over. Where did you see today's one 0 loss up there at Hull City? Yeah, uh, hello, Nick. Yeah, I think you summed it up perfectly. Another miserable performance. So. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I looked at that team at the start, and I thought, well, that looks a strong team we've got out today, but. Yeah, it didn't. But the performance didn't, you know, come anywhere near what I thought would occur with that side picked. But no, no, it's it's a strange thing. Um, I mean, look, flicking through the comments on Twitter, listeners, and obviously, um, it's a fairly common strand that that was a very poor performance. I mean, I've just been looking at the Millwall um, account. Actually, they, they say an improved performance after the break, but it ends in defeat for Millwall which really does gloss over <laughs> quite a lot because that was a terrible first-half performance, Graham. And I, I, I can accept that the second half was an improvement, but that's not really saying very much. Um, the, the, the scant, you know, the scarcity of chances we created with a side that I thought looked reasonably strong to start off with. I'm mean, just going to go through the starting eleven for listeners. Sarkic in goal, um, back three, I suppose, Cooper Harding. Tanganga and then Wallace and then um, Norton Cuffey as the as the wing backs in the midfield Savile and Denor and then uh, Watmore Fleming and uh, Oberfemi playing in a very loosely constituted attack. So we didn't really see anything of any of them really. Um, I mean, I thought it was such a weak, wishy washy performance overall. I mean, second half, yeah, okay, we looked a bit better, Graham, but that was a terrible first half and to go a goal behind so quickly we never we never got out we never seemed to find any fire in the belly at all did we no 
the first half was just was shocking. But I mean, the thing and all for how bad we were, I don't think Sarkic had a save to make. Yes, they played no, the ball no, around didn't. a lot, but no, he didn't, no, they didn't create no chances. You know, and that's you know that's another thing that how bad we were that they just keep getting the ball and they keep keep kept going down our flanks. They obviously thought that was our weakness, Wallace and. Um, Norton Cuffey going, you know, yeah. either side they were going down there, but I can't recall Sarkis having to make any real saves, you know, in the game. No, no. I mean, the build up in the week, I mean, they were talking about whole city ground, like this was going to be um, AC Milan in the late 1990s we were facing that were really in for uh, a, a, a mullering, you know. And yeah, you're right, because actually, I mean, the, the goal was, was self created. There's been so much of this season. I think this is. One of the frustrating parts of this season. I'm going to leave aside the um, the Joe Edwards project or revolution or whatever you want to call it, listeners, for a moment. Because whatever your project or your revolution is, if you if you keep making stupid errors in front of in dangerous areas in in front of your own penalty area, you're probably going to get punished. And that was the goal, Graham, because yeah. it was it was a patsy header. I mean. Wes Harding, at the start of the season, I quite like the look of him, but he's increasingly looking like a player that's lost and, um, you know, like the whole defence, if I'm honest, but Wes is the one we're talking about here because it was it was such a patsy header out. Um, shot, I think it hit the crossbar, didn't it? Then fell to uh, the, the, the goal scorer who slammed it home with a hint of handball. I'm just reading. I didn't see it. In no, the I didn't see that. Yeah. Um, someone had a video from behind the goal and the referee was unsighted. I think he had a, a mill shirt in front of him. So he, I don't think it would have been, you know, been a stretch to get that decision. But he, So he, he got a bit lucky there. It was nicely finished. But we just keep giving chances and goals and, and stupid opportunities away, Graham. Mm. I'm, I'm finding it quite hard to fathom what's going on with, 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 with uh, Millwall at the moment. Are we, are we, do you think Edwards is setting too high a standard... A too high an expectation on the kind of football that he's asking these players to, well, particularly defence, I think, to play. Is that is that is that the origin of this? Are we are we getting like a non-driver behind the wheel of a Ferrari and saying go and compete in, in Formula One? I think we are. I think he, yeah, he is. But I mean, today there wasn't really much passing around at the back because they was on to us like a, a rash. They were mm, all over those assaults. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. you know, there was no real passing at the back, but. I think you know, we got. I think. I, I mean, I, personally, and all, we got carried away with them three wins over Christmas. The half an hour against that you go on about against Middlesbrough, but I do go. I might, yeah. I might mention it in a minute. I've yeah. mentioned it for a couple of shows. <laughs> and what an half an hour that was! Well, it was yeah, it was the half an hour. <laughs> in, in which we didn't win, listeners. Incidentally, I, you know. Anyway, yeah. But you know, there's not. It's not been. As great since since the the, the three games we won uh, over Christmas, you know it's it's sort of, no. I know we in spells against Leicester and, and Middlesbrough, but QPR and last week against Preston and today, you know it's you know you look at it, it's one point in the last out of the last twelve. That's yeah, that's, that's relegation form, that's, isn't it? I mean, you know, um, relegation form. And yeah, I mean we've we've mentioned that a few times this season, relegation form, but that that is relegation form for sure. Um, you're right. I mean, we 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 didn't play badly in the second half without really looking dangerous. I mean, 
I, I don't want to overplay how the improvement in the second half, because that implies that somehow we were more dynamic. We, I didn't think we were over the whole game, really. We, we, we maybe, as, as Hull tired in the second half, we got latched on a couple of moments and there was a, a chance for Zian where he yeah. tried to lob the goalkeeper, which was quite spectacular. Um, but, I mean, all through the first half, if we go back to that for a moment, it's, it, I'll keep writing down self-inflicted errors, giving the ball away cheaply and, and bringing pressure on ourselves. I suppose if you ask me in the cold light of day, Graham, I, you know, do I like the idea of what Joe Edwards is trying to do? Yeah, I, I do. And when it's played well, I enjoy watching it. I, I am starting to question whether this set of players, which is what we're stuck with now to the end of the season, having... Um, you know, having just got through the January transfer window, whether they're capable of playing it, I, 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 that's that's my worry because I saw every sign today that they're just not up to this standard of football. They, they, you know, Wes Harding is, has got Rotherham written down him like a stick of rock, isn't he? You know, lump, lump it forward and you can um, you can route one. You know, why he was playing at that level. I like you when he came in; he looked good, but. Every time he's got the ball at his feet, you're worried about what he's going to do. You know, there's always a stray pass that goes to their forward. It happened in the second half. And I think mm. Tanganga got him out of trouble. But um, I thought um, I thought he looked quite bright when he came on SA, I've got to say. He did try. Well, he, no, I mean, Bradshaw and SA, I think, were the improvement yeah. in the second half. And I think that gave the likes of Fleming a little bit more hope that... There were some like-minded individuals on the pitch that actually want to get forwards. Obafemi did nothing in the first. And Watmore did. I, I don't even know if Watmore was on the pitch. He was because I read <laughs> and uh, I, I read the the team sheet and I did see images of him running around. But I mean, you wouldn't know it from his contribution no. today. As we said, you know, as we said at the start, that to me looked a strong team, but it obviously wasn't a strong team. But um, where does he where does he go from there? I, I mean. It, to me, you know, this month they've got some very hard fixtures, and um, well, next week's hard. Coventry away. I mean, they're um, they're seventh in the table. Hull with this win today, listeners have gone into sixth spot. Um, I mean, I, I I still remain convinced. It's not sour grapes. So, you know, I'm well aware that we we didn't step up to the plate, but that they Hull weren't brilliant. It's just that we looked so incompetent at, at times in that, especially in the first half. Um, and to some extent in the second, without Hull ever creating much in turn. You know, they, they had a lot of the ball, but it was two two poor teams in some ways. Which yeah. <laughs> we, we looked the poorer of the two today. Yeah, you're right. I mean, as I said to you before, he, he didn't have to make a real save, Sarkic. He made a, a, a fumble in the second half when it was, you know, for an easy save, but um, he didn't really have to make a save. For, for, no, he didn't. For so much, you know, as you say, for some team that we thought we were playing like AC Milan or Barcelona um, mm. yeah they knocked it around well especially in the first half but yeah, I suppose when I mean when the first goal went in you look at it and you think oh we could be on for one here but it didn't really you know we didn't materialise because he didn't have any saves to make Sarkic but no 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 chances at all for Hull City I mean plenty of possession yeah and plenty of in, you know imminent danger if you like without ever actually creating anything in front of the goal same in the second half, in truth. I mean, um, but for that goal, there wasn't really much to report from the whole City uh, point of view. I mean, as I say, I mean, the subs really made the difference from the Millwall perspective. We looked at least like we we're going to press forwards a bit more in the second half, which is good to see. It's a bit of a relief. I, I think when um, Joe Bryan came on, we got a bit more quality of, of crossing because yeah. um, that's been pretty relentlessly poor all season. 
um, today especially. Um, I must admit, I've, I, the, the playing out from the back, I know it's the modern way, Graham, and I, I know the uh, you know the FIFA generation and the, the, those who want to follow Pep's doings, you know, yeah. say this is how you got to play, but it doesn't half give me a... Uh, I don't need heart flutters, <laughs> it gives me heart flutters. Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> then you've got Jake Cooper and Wes Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's no, there's no getting away from it. <laughs> they can't play that oh, way. Oh dear. They can't play that way. Uh, no, they can't play that way. Um we got we nearly got caught a couple of times. But again, I keep coming back to self inflicted errors. I, um I think we looked uh, improved. I mean let's let's not over overcook it. We looked improved in the second half, especially once SA came in. Uh, Bradshaw just gives you running and running and effort and I I don't knock him for that because um it did raise raise our profile a bit in the second half, and SA just gave us a little bit of imagination. Um, it didn't quite work out for him today, but um, at least be, at least um, we had a go at. He's got to be pushing for a start, Nick. What do you think? I mean, he can't be now. I'd have thought. We'd be rest of imagination out there. What more? As you said, you didn't even know he was playing. You know, got well, you could easily have not have known he was on the pitch. Yeah. I mean, listeners, tell me if you saw something that I'm I'm missing out of Duncan Watmore this afternoon. I, I, I genuinely, you, you didn't know. I didn't know he was there. Sa, you did know he was there. He was trying stuff. Um, it, I think once Sa came in, it inspired Fleming. It was a yeah. beautiful turn on the ball when, yeah. when he chipped the goalkeeper. He took it. It was a Cruyff style turn. I, I, you know, I don't use that term lightly. But um, and it was unlucky. He hit the roof of the net when um, you know a little bit more fortune would have got in in for a one all. But um, and there was another move, wasn't there? Was a, a, that was a really good Tanganga run. I don't want to, you know, I, I knocked him defensively today a little bit. I think it was a bit slack, but. Terrific run forwards that uh, served SA, and then yeah. his cross was the, that was the back heel from Tom Bradshaw, Bradshaw where, yeah, yeah, which was um, ambitious. It didn't quite work out. It was a chance though, um, and that late, late Jake Cooper as a striker moment, right at the very death of the game, where um, knocked down and uh, couldn't quite uh, Bradshaw couldn't quite connect on, on a you know punt down the middle, basically. Um, yeah, I mean, I. I Summed the game up. I mean, I just thought it was just slack, slack performance across the the defence primarily, and I I, I think that's um, I don't know what we're going to do about that. If anything, I suppose the return of Sean Hutchison when that comes will hopefully um, liven things up a bit. Graham, do you think he was on the bench today? So I would expect, well, I would anyway. I'd play him next Sunday at um, Coventry. Yeah, just because it gives it a bit of solidarity there and. Cooper, I know it's ridiculous, but Cooper is a better plays better alongside Hutchinson. I don't know why that is, but he, you know, I think, I think Hutch calms him down. Maybe I think he calms him down. Maybe, and, um, and he hasn't. Yeah, I mean, responsibility as being the captain, you know, which he's not a captain, is he, Cooper? No, he's not. No, no. no. I mean, Tanganga, I'm, I'm, I'm the jury's still a little bit out. I mean, he may improve. I mean, we've seen some. I've seen some good runs from from him going forwards, but. Some of the defence has been a little bit slack at times in mm. terms of giving the ball away with others, um, so singling him out. But maybe there was more of an expectation of, of what he was going to do for us. But so far, he's been okay without being, you know, without ripping up any any trees, as they say. Um, man in a match, I, mean, I suppose. Some I saw Fleming's name mentioned, and I suppose he, he put plenty of effort and 
increasingly showing a bit of leadership on 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 the field, where which is much needed. I thought Tom Bradshaw made a decisive difference for us in the second half. Right? Yeah, you know, just with sheer effort. Make something happen. You know? I think that's the thing with Bradshaw. The other two forwards, I mean, Nesbitt's took a lot of stick, and I, I know he's only played one half over Femi. But the thing with Bradshaw is that he runs around, doesn't he? He makes himself available. He tries. Where Nesbitt's yeah. been classed as lazy because he doesn't do that. And uh, no, another Femi, I think, he's looking for the ball to run onto all the time, and he never get, he never got it in that first half. But yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Bradshaw did make a difference. I would probably just go. Fleming man in the match. I thought it was one of his better games today. I did. I did. Yeah. I mean, obviously Bradshaw of just 45 minutes, you might be a stretch to make him man of the match, but um, I like what he did out there. They just gave us some effort and some, some energy. Um, but as you say, Graham, I mean, we were sitting um, 16th, 33 points. We've got a trip to Coventry on Sunday, which is going to be a morning, well, 12 o'clock kickoff, noon kickoff. So, and it, it switched a bit of a and then it switched midweek. Um, so we've got a couple of tough fixtures yeah. there. And Seven. QPR won today, didn't they? Huddersfield yeah. 31 points just um, above the relegation spot. So we do need to find a win. I mean, obviously, it'd be a great relief if we can um, take three points in the next game or two, yeah. but it's quite hard to see it at the moment. I think that's that's the thing. I'm trying to search for. A bit of hope because it's it's quite hard to see us um, scoring at the moment. I, 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 we just don't look dangerous, do we? No, we don't. And you know, as much as people, you know, oh, we're too good and all this to go down. But it, you carry on like as we said, one point in twelve, you're going to get sucked in. If you know, keep your eyes one today. Huddersfield have won, so I think the other two are down. Sheffield Wednesday and Rotherham, they're probably gone. So you only there's only yeah. one spot I think that's going to be. Uh, you know, up for, well, not up for, you know, it, it, available to go down. But um, yeah, and if, if we, we, we've got to, you know, find, I mean, I don't know, this kid they've brought in from Morecambe, um, a left yeah. winger. I mean, uh, whether he's going to be the spark, I don't know. But um, we'll, I mean, he's going to be fielding a lot of heavy expectation yeah. on his young 18 year old shoulders, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, it comes it comes to us well regarded, and he's done well with Morecambe in, in uh, League Two, I think they are. Um, but it's a big step up. I mean, I think as Nisbet has found, it's a big step up from the Scottish leagues into the Championship. Um, it's going to be a big step up for the boy coming from League Two to, to the Championship as well. So it's going to be interesting to see how it works. They were suspended today, listeners, so we couldn't see anything of, of um, uh, Mayo. Um, I can't think of his first name now. It's Adam Mayer, Nick. Adam Mayer. Or maybe Mayer. Do your research before you record, mate. Eh? Anyway, Mayer is his, is his, yeah. is his second name. Um, we'll, we'll see. Um yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm just praying that we get towards um, mid-table respectability. 50 points is my personal target, and that's 17 points away. That's six wins, mm. um, five wins, six wins, fish, that kind of level. So until we get there, I think only then can we really start to judge. We want to run this um, post off of Twitter past you before I let you go, Graham. Oh, um, Paul Burkett, he says, it's time for Edwards to go. <laughs> <laughs> the bloke and our recruitment department are taking us to League One, which is kind of what we're touching on. Yeah, so, yeah. like you know, um, he doesn't know his best starting eleven. 
seems to do uh, fuck all in training all week. I don't know about that. I don't know how we can judge that. And our signings are injury-prone loans. Anyone who thinks there's an Edwards style or a master plan is deluded. Now, that's that's quite um, emotively put there, Paul. But there's there's something in the style at the moment. I mean, you know, the, the, the thing being 1 point out of 12 potential points. Um, we've got to turn around that. Now, whether that means the, the much vaunted playing out from the back and trying to turn us into Manchester City has to be adjusted to something more um, reasonable, given the squad that we've got to play with. I don't know, but we can't afford many more losses and we can't afford to get drawn in, as, as we've said repeatedly in our conversation. So I'm not sure I want him to go, um, but I, I get where you're coming from, Paul, in a funny kind of way, because at the moment it does feel a bit a bit adrift there, Graham. I totally agree, yeah. It does feel a bit rudderless. You know, he... He came, you know, obviously he came in with the, he was going to this fast flowing football. And I just thought he'd realised, and now I'm going back to them three wins over Christmas, but he seemed, it was a mixture of, of the old Millwall and, and what he wanted to do. And it was work, it worked. But yeah. I don't know, the last three or four games, it's it's gone back to prior, like the games like the, the Cardiff away, the Stoke away, you know, where we never looked like um, scoring goals. No. And no. He, you know, as you say, you can't. I'll be surprised if the club got rid of him now. Anyway, to be honest, well, I think I think everyone's committed to it now, and and you know, I'm not certainly I'm not going to go that far as, as Paul's mentioned here. I, obviously, it's straight after the end of a disappointing one um, 0 loss, and also, can I just say fair play to the six hundred and sixty yeah. odd that went up there today because um, that was a tough tough gig today. Um, I, I think that. I, th- I think the, the big question is one thing to be a good coach, Graham. It's the one thing to talk the talk of modern football on camera. It's actually quite another thing to man-manage and get a result out of a group of individuals that are being asked to do maybe something that they don't either feel capable of doing or, or you know, uh, they're unused to trying. And um, I think this is going to be the test of uh, Joe Edwards as a manager now because actually... The football side of it is one thing. This is going to come down to motivation and um, the psychology side yeah. of it. And if he's any good as a manager, then we're going to find out probably um, to either our benefit or to our cost over the next um, few weeks or so. Because um, this is where the you know this is where the film needs to turn around now, immediately. So this is going to be the true test for him. It's going to be an interesting period, isn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, he, he's, he's, he's previous he was coach, but he was coaching all. The top players, at, you know, at Chelsea under 18s and England. He's come down. He's managing Millwall, who are, mm. you know, a, a, you know, a, 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 not even a good a, champion. A journey, a journeyman squad. Yeah, you know, journeyman, I think that's is... it, Nick. You've got it in one. A journeyman squad, and now he's, you know, is he up to it as a manager? I don't. This know. is where we're going to find out, Graham, mm. because I think now is the time. There's. You know, we're on 30 games, there's 16 games of the season to go, 46-game season. And um, we need to find five to six wins for Salvation in the chat, and that's going to be number one priority. Well, he's only Um, won, I think he's only won four games, hasn't he, since he's come in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there it is, there it is in a nutshell. I don't know. Hopefully we can get some results, you know, just to... Get, but as you say, mid-table mediocrity—that'll do me. You know, 
And go well, I think we do. anyone that's going to be unhappy with that this season needs to um, take a look in the mirror, really, because that's going to be the best we can achieve. Um, Graham, I only ever get you on in misery games, don't I? We're going to have to, no, we were we have to for the Bristol City. We did have a win, didn't we? We had a win the Bristol other day. City. <laughs> <laughs> Frame it. Yeah, I kept that. <laughs> But, um... Oh dear, big thank you Graham for joining me on this Saturday night We're going to have a little break now And then we're going to start talking to the Well, we're going to be listening, not talking to But uh, reacting to the voicemails So uh, we'll be back after the break Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile With the price of just about everything going up during inflation We thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us we brought in a reverse auctioneer which is apparently a thing mint mobile unlimited premium wireless ready to get 30 30 ready to get 30 ready to get 20 20 20 ready to get 20 20 ready to get 15 15 15 15 just 15 bucks a month so give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch 45 dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees promote for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi Nick, Jim Hackett here. Um, just a bit late, but just coming in with my observations on that game yesterday. I was really disappointed with uh, not just how it all sort of transpired that, that we gave the game away, but just everything that from the start onwards, it was a, a shambles for me. And I know he's still a young manager, but Joe Edwards, he's had 16 games now. Surely within that 16 games, he should know the squad. If he didn't know it before, he knows it now. And he's picking teams that week on week aren't quite right. And we all know who the better players are and we all know who the, the lesser players are. And I think he's he's tweaking things all the time that, that just don't seem to to be the right fit. And I just, I'm struggling to come to terms with the fact that he's a young manager and he's learning his trade, but after 16 games and only four wins, that the table's not lying to us. It's telling us that we're going to get dragged into something unless he actually sticks by his gun somewhere along the line and, and puts a team out that will do the job he's asking. I thought his tactics yesterday in the first half were woeful. On a, a poor pitch that you could tell was sticky, bobbly, and as good as Hull made it look for them, they're better players. For our lot, trying to play out from the back on a pitch like that, it just well, it cost us one goal and possibly could have cost us more. But I think at 1-0 at half-time, we were all 
sort of satisfied it was only 1-0 and disappointed the fact that we didn't uh, lay a glove on them at all. It was like chasing shadows in the first half. Second half, a better performance. Some of the changes uh, were desperate, I thought. Unfortunately for Norton Cuffey yesterday, he had a stinker. And, you know, Danny came on and, and Danny did his best. He's a better defender and he at least sort of worked and worked and worked. He hasn't got the quality that Norton Cuffey's got, but Norton Cuffey yesterday was was a, a passenger, as was Watmore as well. So straight away we were struggling. I thought Saville and Denor in the midfield, I thought Saville had a, a poor game. He looked lack of energy for me. And I think the one thing we have learned over the last few weeks since Edward's been in there and he put Honeyman in the centre of the park, what you get with George Honeyman is energy and a buzz that, that gets around. And I thought when he came on alongside Denor, suddenly we looked a better side only because we closed them down a little bit more, made them pass a little bit quicker and and, and caused them one or two issues. The same with Bradshaw. Again, Oberfemi up front didn't look uh, like he's a sort of striker who's going to be buzzing around. He looks like he needs to be on the last man and getting into foot races. He's a, he's a sprinter who will do a sprinter's job, but he can't be asked to do sort of half an hour or 45 minutes of chasing shadows because I don't think that's his game either. So overall, my my thoughts going forward are that unless Edwards puts a team out that recognises who can do what, then we're going to struggle because the, the way things are going, we're not picking up points, we're not picking points off good teams, we're not really picking up points off half-decent teams and the way things are going... We're going to get dragged into that relegation fight and we haven't got the players. Or oh, I've, I've got that wrong. I think we have got the players. I just think he doesn't know what his best team is. And that, to me, after what would normally be a sort of a third of the season, he should know the, the, the team. He should know his best players. He's bought players in. Whether they're any better than what we've got, I don't know. But at the end of the day, we've got what we've got. And if Joe Edwards don't sort it out pretty rapid, then... You know, we're going to get dragged into that QPR, Huddersfield area and and historically we're not great when it comes to fighting those relegation battles. So for me, I'm, I'm losing a bit of faith in him. The, the football he, he thought he was going to show us, that he did seem to be showing us at one point, has gone backwards. And now we've got a little run of games where we do need to get a couple of wins out of because if not, we're going to be right in the mire. So sorry to be so negative about this, but I'm sort of hacked off watching that yesterday because we're the victims of trying to change the system, which we had been doing and suddenly we're going backwards and I don't know why. So over and out and uh, come on, you Lions. Big thank you, Jim. Yeah, I mean, I've got to reluctantly, I think, Jim, agree with yourself and one or two other posts. I'm just looking through some of the ones that I... Um, copied from yesterday, you know, in the immediate aftermath of the game, and obviously people react with, with heat in the, in the aftermath. I've already read one out from Paul Burkett about, you know, Edwards's um, abilities. Um, but the, I'm just looking at a couple here from uh, uh, Johnny P. He says we need Hutch, Sean Hutchison back urgently. There's no no coincidence we won three games over Christmas with Hutch in the side. Um, three of those were three of four uh, Edwards's four wins. It's okay playing well for 20 minutes, says Johnny, and talk well, but he's not convinced. Uh, Dan Marsh thought that was another poor performance. I think we've improved under Joe Edwards. Yep. In terms of creating chances, we've still got a performance like this or QPR in our locker. 
we either look sublime or bad at the moment, no in between. And when we're bad, we're really bad. Um, so yeah, it's a bit of a mixed, um, mixed, um, you know, review really, isn't it? And I've got to say that um, I mean Jim's description of yesterday's game as, as disappointing, shambles. Um, asking question, does he know the squad? I, 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 I've got to go along with that really because um, we improved moderately in the second half. And yes, there was the one moment, the brilliance by uh, Zian Fleming to 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 you know ghost his man and then get that long range shot just went over the bar onto the roof of the net, which was lift you out of your seat time. But that was the only, apart from the late, late um, opportunity for, for Tom Bradshaw, who, um, as we've said, like Honeyman, brings energy. Um, and sometimes there's no substitute for energy. I do want to mention the pitch. I mean, I suppose we've all got used to modern day pitches. And often I find myself looking at the, you know, big match 1970s feeds and you see the old school pitches. It looked a bit like that yesterday. So it was... Um, it was a rough old pitch. Um, but anyway, same for both sides, as they say. So a big thank you there to, to Jim. We're going to stick with the Jims now. Go with Jim Littler. Let's take it away with Jim. Hello, Nick. Jim Littler. Uh, just ringing in. A few thoughts about yesterday. Uh, first voicemail for a while because I felt like I was uh, starting to sound like a bit of a stuck record, really, that you know we're going to have games where we play OK and get a result, and then we're going to lose a game or two, and bipolar Millwall everyone's going to panic when we lose and when we win how many points are we off the playoffs but I wanted to call in about yesterday really because the the, the, the first half was as bad as QPR I mean it really was absolutely terrible I didn't go but on the stream I mean we couldn't string two passes together the defence were just so wobbly and the, the, the goal was just you know a fantastic shot from them that hit the bar but then we're so slow to react and I think that's the story of, of our defence really we're, we're ageing and as good as Wed Harding, Wes Harding might have been when he first joined I think it's clear to see that he's he's not a top defender Cooper's just you know again he, he's coming to the end I think really I don't know why he signed that new contract in the, in the summer because you know we don't need him now. I think we've got to look for a better back back line. Otherwise, we're just going to keep shipping goals. Second half, totally different team. Absolutely pinhole back. Fleming obviously had a rocket up his arse at half-time. I caned him at half-time, but to be fair, he came out. Probably should have scored. Some people would say that he was unlucky, but really, if a keeper's you know near the edge of the box... And you've got a player who's just got to lob it over him at this level. You know, he, he should be putting that, dinking it over him. And then at the end, Bradshaw, you know, again, I like Tom Bradshaw. He definitely made a difference when he came on. But we just don't have that clinical finishing most of the time from Tom. And, and you know, in the summer, we've, we've got to look to get a top, top class forward. I know they're, they're in short supply and I know they cost a lot of money. But I think if we had one, then... Uh, you know, we'd score more goals and we we might be slightly higher up the league. But still, totally convinced that we won't go down. I think that we'll we'll have these periods where we probably go three or four losing or nicking a draw, and then we'll win two or three on the spin and we'll be all right. But uh, it's definitely starting to get a little bit squeaky bum time, and we've just got to inch our way to the to the end of the season, and then give give Joe Edwards a summer to bring a few players in. And see where we are next season. So keep the faith, boys. Uh, come on, you Lions. Big thank you, Jim. Incidentally, Jim and anyone else listening that uh, wants to send in their voice, don't ever worry about being a stuck record, mate. This this whole show is built from, this is number 645 edition, 
um, and it's probably pretty much all built on me being a stuck record. I'm sure I'm telling the same stories over and over after a while. I, I think you're all too kind to me. Um, you know, get, I'm getting old now. I'm probably coming out with the same anecdotes and the same stories. But so yeah, big thank you, Jim. Anyway, I'll move on from that. Um, is it panic time? It's not panic time yet, but my, my, there's a pulse in my my temple that's starting to throb because we do need to pick up some points. As I said at the start of the show. Um, you know, we certainly need 40 plus points to start to think about safety, um, 50 ideally, I think. Um, and the likes of QPR are starting to show a bit of form at last, and that's not what we want to see. So, um, yeah, we do need to start finding some, um, you know, some, some, some points. The way we're going to do that is to create more chances. We didn't create jack shit yesterday. I mean, there was a couple of moments we've mentioned already. Um, Zian, and then um, you know that late late uh, opportunity for Tom Bradshaw, but we we probably won't be able to afford a top flight goal scorer. Let's let's all be realistic here, listeners. But the way around that, in my humble opinion, who am I? I'm just a fan that sits up in Birdshit Corner. But the way you get around that is you keep creating as many chances as possible um, with the fast flying football that Joe Edwards mentioned. Um, we're not seeing that at the moment. We didn't see it yesterday at all. And we've not seen it for a few games now. And as one of the other posters has mentioned already, you can't keep living on you know little phases of 20, 30 minutes. Interesting point about the defence, Jim, pace or lack of, I suppose we should say. Um, a post yesterday picked, caught my eye where, um, I'm just trying to find it, I'm speaking with, uh, oh, Dan here, Dan Wall says you could change the whole back five, the whole back five, and we would be pretty much happy with them all going. Um, I, there's a lack of lack of speed, physical speed, and in my opinion, mental speed. Um, we don't think fast, and I guess the same as with strikers. You know, fast-thinking defenders, pacey defenders are going to be top dollar, but um, there we are. So big thank you there to Jim. Let's go have a listen to John Rankin. Go to John. Hello, Nick. Hello, listeners. Uh, John Rankin here, just calling in after the um, the game up at Hull. Uh, disappointing defeat. Such a sort of weak goal to give away, and, and we played ourselves back into the game, I thought. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, what can you say? It's obviously disappointing that we lost, but I do think the uh, the way we set up at the outset possibly wasn't the right way to do it. Um, I would have liked to have seen, you know, um, a bit more of a conservative Rowett type approach, actually, to be honest with you. And then maybe nick a goal on the counter. Um, Hull are doing what lots of, well, all teams are doing to us at the moment, because obviously word has got round that we're trying to play out from the back. And so we're getting pressed really high. And I think that's causing us problems. Because we still haven't got um, a full suite of defensive players who are comfortable playing out from the back like that. Um, first half for me, well, you know, look, I'm not here to criticise anyone in the team. Um, I'm not here to criticise Murray Wallace. But Phil Jean gave him a tough time. Brooke Norton Cuffey was quiet. Um, Savile and Denor, where were they in the first half? I, I, I question the selection. To be honest with you, I'd have liked to have seen George Honeyman start, especially against his old club. You know, he's been he's been in a great grain of form, um, George Honeyman, and to, and to be dropped going up to his old team. I mean, you know, his old club. That's a bit of a that's a bit of a you know 
Kicking the bollocks, if you ask me, I'd have not been happy with a manager for doing that if I was George Honeyman. I'd have thought he was an absolute banker to start up at Hull. And, um, I mean, you know, we gave away that... <sighs> what can you say? I mean, there's a mistake in every game, isn't there, with uh, Sarkic? Um, and to beat the goal... I mean, he's, you know, he's beaten once, beaten twice. So the crossbar saved him, and then the second time... He just—he was nowhere near it from a long way out. So, you know, not a great start. Second half, different ball game. New players on, Jill Dunneyman on, uh, Savile off. Um, I'm not sure if Savile is fully match fit yet after they're serving that ban. Um, and it was a lot better. Roman S.A. made a good contribution. Zian Fleming, I thought, played really well. He was strong, held the ball up. And we played ourselves back into the game. I mean, even Murray Wallace got on top of, didn't get on top of Philogene, but um, definitely, you know, imposed himself on Philogene and, and began to keep him quiet. And I thought we were unlucky not to get something from that game. Um, there was a few encouraging things to take from it. I thought Joe Bryan came on uh, for Murray and made a good contribution, actually. He was a lot better defensively this time, Joe Bryan. So that is a loss where I would think there's a lot of positives to take. However, it is another loss. I think Joe Edwards might be a little bit naive still in terms of setting up to get a result at a place like that. I think you've got to understand that Hull were, you know, much further up the table than us and have got some real quality and some good, good players now, Carvalho and Philogene and players like that who can really turn it on. So, <clears throat> yeah, what can you say? Frustrating. Well done to everyone who travelled. Come on, you Lions. Yeah, seconded on the travelling support yesterday, John. You could hear them on the on stream. Um, in a difficult, difficult place. Uh, difficult date to travel. There was train strikes. There was roadworks. There was almost every obstacle you think. I was going to go, and then I pulled out, to be absolutely upfront with you listeners. I can share you that with you, can't I? So well done, everyone that did make it up to up to Hull. Um, and I'm making right about Honeyman. I would have thought that on a day where it's going to be heavy, um, I don't think the pitch is news to um, those in the trade of business that uh, that is football. That you know, you'd, you'd you'd know beforehand that it's probably going to be a heavy pitch. So you'd want someone out there with um, some energy and some movement, and that is George Honeyman. So. Don't understand that, don't get that. And when he did come in the second half, without being um, a world beater, he just brought a bit more electricity into the side. Um, good to see SA now. At least we got him to the end of the season. <laughs> Always talk of him going out on loan at one point was, um, you know, was, was uh, rocking my world a little bit because I think he's a very good player. He, he did bring a touch of class and quality. I think probably he's a, he's a small doses, small phases player at the moment. And he's got some learning to do about the game himself. Um, as has, in my opinion, Joe Edwards. We've we've spoken about him a few times, and this is um, he is a young manager, as as we've, a few have said on on this show, and as John has just said, their naivety. I think that's possibly a good a good um, point to make. Um, and the championship is a very very hard school in which to be taught, isn't it? Um, this is a difficult situation. We we need to survive this season. I don't think there's any place for 
um, you know, relegation. In no one's world is relegation ever a good thing. And we've got to scrap some points out of the next, um, you know, series of games because we don't want to get drawn into that relegation fight, as others have said. I think I've said it as well. So, um, yeah, it's a very steep learning curve for Jerome, and we'll probably find out his true, um, you know, his true metal as a manager in the next month or so because um, some big games lie ahead. Um, big thank you then to, to John Rankin. Let's have a listen now to, um, let's have a listen to Bobby BT. Come, let's have a listen to Bobby. Well, fucking full time. Just left the ground from the KFC or MK FK Stadium. Fucking fuming, Nick. Nick uh, Bobby T here. Sorry, mate. Sorry, mate. Just on the coach now. Left the ground now, mate. From the KFC, whatever. It's fucking KFC. Sorry for the language, mate. But I don't know what. For me, all these years, we are such a soft touch. No passion. No ideas. Not one shot on target on the goal. Second half, oh, we're playing well, we're playing well. No, 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 no. If we're not careful, right, yeah, we're going to go down. I'm down. QPR won today, 2-1. And there's no passion, no ideas, nothing. Obafembi's first touch, 36 minutes. Plancher can't... Anyway, I'm going to keep this short and sweet. Mill till I die, but at the moment, mate, come to your way next week. And anyway, Nick, anyway, on the coach now, all the way to Hull and back. Only for and horses. Yeah, we're just so, so light. There's no passion. Joey Edwards... I'm not really trusting the process. I don't think so anyway. For what? Take care, Mill, forever. I mean, to sum it up, defence was awful. Defence was awful. Savile can't cross the ball. There's just no ideas. Bye for now, Bobby T. I mean, sorry, Bobby T again. I last said, we are relegation material. You know, Jacqueline and Hyde, you know, topsy-turvy, one minute win, one minute lose. We're just inconsistent, soft touch. This is Bobby now signing out from Nick Hart. Great podcast. Love the show. Millwall would not go down. Cheers, Bobby. Um, yeah, I, I, I know what you mean about no passion, mate. I think that was probably the, the feeling that I picked up watching it yesterday. Well done, incidentally, everyone that went up there. As we said that already, but if you went on the coach... That's a long day, long day, and you deserve better than what you, what you saw there. Um, no passion. I certainly weren't in the first half, Bobby, was there? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, as we said a few times, I won't keep saying the same things. Be a, you know that stuck record that um, we've mentioned already. But um, this is a big test of Joe Edwards' management skills in the next um, four weeks or so. I think our season can take a turn for the uh, for the mid-table respectability streets or it can take a dive down the cul-de-sac that is a relegation fight so um, yeah big big test ahead big thank you to to, um, to Bobby from the coach How about that that's um, that's live and uh, you know raw footage from the coach at the at the KFC stadium <laughs> like it I was listening to Chicago Joe hey Joe from Chicago another West Harding mistake leading to a loss. Yippee. Uh, I'm running out of patience watching this team. Would love to see some goals. Nisbet being out is the least surprising thing ever. Uh, yeah, this this team needs to figure out a way to score. They, they had the Bradshaw opportunity at the end and Zeon's chip. A point would have been great, but uh, to lose that way after another terrible defensive mistake stinks. <sighs> Hope you guys are well. Sending love from across the pond as uh, this team is dreadful right now. 
Cheers, Joe. Yeah, I'd forgotten, actually. This is one of the benefits of doing this show, listeners, that as you go through the voicemails, little you know, comments are made that remind you of what you haven't missed from your own um, you know, sketch notes before the show begins, because um, sometimes you forget stuff. And I'd forgotten that the news of the day is that Kevin Nisbet has pulled his hamstring quite, um, quite severely, apparently. So probably going to be an extended period where we don't have our Scottish... Um, Hibernian um, striker up front whether that's um, going to make any difference or not I think is cruel to speculate um, but yeah that's the big news a big thank you to Chicago Joe yes they are indeed dreadful Joe I make you right there mate this swing from Chicago in uh, the US of A let's go to Australia now. let's go to Dave Baccarini Nick Dave from Sunny Oz here after the um, Hull game 60 minutes of crap 30 minutes we could have snatched a draw Really hard to know what to make of that game overall. Four quick points. Point one, I want to pick out some players. Two players are really beginning to worry me now. The first one is Harding, who started off so well for us in, in the last few, you know, since he joined. But he was dodgy last week and he was dodgy um, yesterday. So I'm a bit concerned. We really need Hutch or even Danny there as the third central defender. Still on point one about players, there was two players that really pleased me. One was Fleming. I actually thought he was fantastic. Man of the match last week for us, and I think clearly man of the match. And an interesting thing, his main attribute is he was running all over the place. We all say he looked a bit disinterested, but I thought he was really good. And the second player, I must admit, he's a bit of a love child, is Honeyman. When he came on, he really perked up the midfield and... Surely him and Denor must be our regular two for the next few games. Three more points to go. And the next three points, I must have been running about ideas because they repeat everything I said last week. Point number two is Joe Edwards' selection and tactics. Last week I criticised him. This week I thought it was OK. When we all saw the team sheet overall, I thought, yeah, that this is looking good with Denor and Savin midfield and getting Murray in at left um, left back, left whatever you want to call it. So I thought the team was good, and when we were struggling, the subs all made an impact. So well done, Joe Edwards, for that, even though we bloody lost. Two more points, uh, point three. Again, I said this last week, we let in silly goals, and that happened today. It was a catalogue of errors where Ganga mispassed it, Harding misheaded it, and you could argue maybe Sarkic could have got up to for the um, the final shot. So, silly goals, we can't afford it. And point four is a point I picked up last week. These are worrying times. The February fixture list, we ain't going to get many points. QPR and Huddersfield won. And we scored two goals in the last four games. So we've really got some promising goals. So my concern with all this is that we may be sleepwalking to a relegation dogfight. But come on, you lions. Cheers, Dave. Yeah, I agree with you, mate. I think we are sleepwalking towards, well, maybe maybe we're in that kind of half-awake half zone where we're not sleepwalking, but we're actually wide awake walking towards a relegation fight. Um, selection, yes, I mean, pre-match, I must admit, I don't think I'm alone in this. So obviously, you're the same, Dave, but I think most of the listeners probably look to that starting... Eleven thought yes, that's that's um, you know that's 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 a solid choice there. Uh, Joe Edwards is getting his act together, 
Um, well, you can't account for is where players just don't step up to the plate on the day, and we just looked um, sloppy. I, I, I think defensively we look a bit worrying. I really, really don't like the modern thing of playing out from the back. Um, before recording this, listeners, I was watching part of the Arsenal Liverpool game, and you got two arguably of the the top sides in, in, in the Premier League, therefore arguably two of the top sides in European terms and therefore in world terms, and they're trying to play the ball out from the back. They look like they're on the edge of a nervous breakdown doing it. Now, if it's going to really... Um, it's not working for them, or it's giving giving you know uh, palpitations for teams at that, at that quality and that level, what's it going to do for us with um, dear old Wes Harding, who's been let go by Rotherham? You know, it's... I think you have to have really, really strong players to do that well it's one of those modern fads that annoys me I, I don't know why does it annoy me it's because it's everyone's doing it and everyone says unless you're doing it you're not playing the game the right way you just belt the bloody ball forwards from a goal kick and have someone challenging the center circle for the header maybe you get it maybe you don't but there was nothing wrong with that and by playing it around in your own penalty area you live on the edge of a nervous breakdown dear listeners in my humble opinion um, otherwise, yeah, good stuff, Dave. I, I mean, it's, we're, we're probably um, all saying similar things now, so I make you right, mate. But big thank you to Dave out there in Perth. Let's go in now with Matt Webb, and then we're going to follow up. And last one of today's uh, voicemails will be Bill Slack. So first Matt, then Bill. Nick, I'm really sorry. I know I've deleted a few messages on here. I, felt, I think I finally found my microphone. So here's my take on yesterday's game. I'll make it short and sweet. Basically... We were done by quality yesterday. You can tell that um, Hull have got abundance of quality in their team. They've done some really good business in in January, and it showed on the pitch, especially in that first half. Um, in terms of Millwall, well, we have got quality, but then we have got players that haven't got enough minutes under their belt. And we started with four players that really truthfully did not have enough minutes under their belt. Um, Wallace, Obafemi, Saville, Dinor. If you're going to start with four players that haven't got minutes under their belt, you're, you're expected a sort of a slowish sort of start. You know, they need to get up to speed, but they need to get, they need to get minutes from somewhere. So do you know what? I'm actually quite pleased that they got them then as opposed to further on down the line. Um, and you can include Bradshaw in that as well when he came on. So, you know, it wasn't it wasn't the fact that we were rolled over and our bellies tickled yesterday. I just think we were just done by quality. And we we you know when they scored after five minutes, I I actually thought the worst, um, especially the way they were playing. But we held our own. We actually had a couple of opportunities. And you know, if we had a little bit more quality in our team, we probably would have been able to. Um, uh, get a point out of to, uh, yesterday's game. Uh, other, other things, Nick, I just want to highlight that I think Mill have done really well in the transfer window. Um, I'm really pleased with the activity, um, with the exception of obviously Campbell still being here. Um, just don't know what the contractual obligations are with that. So, you know, it's, you know, he's with us. So someone's got to just get him by the scruff of the neck and tell him to pull his socks up and actually play for the club um, and stop being a bench warmer because it's it, honestly it's a waste of a position you know Nisbet gutting well 
hamstring injury. Hopefully, this will give him a little bit of time out of the limelight. He can build his strength up, you know, and really, really think about how he plays and, you know, and come back a stronger person after his hamstring. We don't know how long he's going to be, so fingers crossed. Um, whatever period of time he's out, he will get you use that time well and develop and be stronger. Uh, so we roll on to Coventry on Sunday, Sunday, 12 o'clock. Oh, blimey, so early nights all around on Saturday night. But um, we got a chance. We, we got a chance. They're not amazing, Coventry, let's be honest. But we have got an opportunity now to get something out of that game. It's going to be in front of the cameras. So we don't want to disappoint. We don't want to embarrass ourselves. All right. So we need to ensure that, you know, we can get a result up there. So come on, you Lions, keep the faith, trust the process. I'll keep on saying it. And funny enough, Nick, before I go, I don't know what your views are. This reminds me, the transition reminds me of when Millwall, uh, I think it was 93, Millwall got rid of Rioch and brought in McCarthy. And as much as Rioch had some talented players, like our predecessor, McCarthy took it to the next level, in my opinion, and made us play a lot better football. And uh, do you know what? Uh, for some reason, I just see some similarities here. When when we when we sacked Brio, we were in this position, fifteenth, sixteenth. I think we got done by six by I think Sunderland, or, or was it Portsmouth? I don't know, but we got done by six, and he was gone. And yeah, I just, I just honestly, I, for some reason, in my in my head, I just think this is very similar to what that was. So, you know, there's a food for thought and um, we could discuss that maybe another day, but uh, come on you lines and uh, have a good week. Hello, Nick, Bill Slack, Statman Bill. I'm going to be called after this call. Um, there's a lot said about Edwards and what he's trying to implement and what he's trying to play. Um, I had a, a few friendly words with my dad today. Um, he was of the opinion that we played better again at, in the second half. And I, and I said to him, Dad, we've lost three and four. Um, you know, we can't we can't win a game to save our lives at the moment. Um, I, I don't really care how pretty the passing is or or really what progress anyone sees. We keep getting fucking beat. Um, so he's cut me out of the will. So Edwards has been in charge for 15 games. We've won four of those games. We've lost seven and we've drawn four. Out of the eight home games um, he's had uh, in charge, we've won two of them. We've won 16 points out of a possible 45. We've scored 14 league goals, um, four of which come at Sheffield Wednesday, by the way. Um, and we've conceded 17. We've, we've won or we've drawn one game in the last four. So that's one point out of a possible 12, which is relegation form. So whatever he's trying to implement, however good a coach he is, whatever is going on on the training pitch isn't happening. We can't sustain performances for a full 90 minutes. We haven't got um, the mental resilience in terms of going behind. We're not scoring enough goals. We're not creating enough. And it doesn't, it seems to me, it doesn't matter what system he plays what, what what players he plays in what position um we just don't look like a team that 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 are going to put um another run together
unless another run comes completely out of the blue, like the three games over Christmas. So it's one or two things. Either, you know, I keep hearing that, that the squad is a load of, of League One cloggers, that, that we haven't got the quality, that they can't pass a football like Edwards wants him to pass. But let me remind you that we were half a, we were half a game of football off getting into the playoffs last year with pretty much this same squad. So is it the players or is it the recruitment? Or is it Edwards being out of his depth? And I think if you think about it logically, Edwards couldn't have been anything else other than out of his depth when we gave him the job because he'd never managed a football club. Can you imagine managing a, a business and an organisation as big as Millwall, as high profile as our football club, as your first ever job? You know, it was, an, it was a risk. It was, an, it was a massive risk. And I don't think it was a risk that should be taken. Um, and unless we see something dramatic happen in the, in the next few weeks, well, I, I don't, what, what are we going to do? Sack him? Try and bring somebody else in? I think we have made a very, very messy bed for ourselves because this board ain't going to sack him because that would be like admitting that you've made a mistake. I think... He take, I think he takes us down as far as the ball concerned. They're going to stick with him through thick and thin. I, I said it before. I think we were far too clever by half um, with this appointment. Um, it, it might have come off. It might still have come off. But really, should anyone at the club have taken a risk as big as this? Because it is a massive risk. Do... do should we be taking a risk as big as this? The size of the, the, the business we are, the size of the football club. Wasn't there a safer pair of hands somewhere? Wasn't there somebody else who, who had a couple of hundred games under his belt who could, who could change our style? It, it, it's a real concern. Um, it's relegation form at the minute. I don't want to put it all on Edwards. I really want it to work for him. He's been nothing but average, nothing but average so far. Um, and at some point or another, we're going to have to ad, ad start admitting to ourselves that, that he ain't the Messiah. Um, he's not quite a naughty boy yet, but it's not a great look at the minute, mate. I'll speak to you soon. Big thank you, Bill. Big thank you, Matt. Two contrasting messages there in many ways, both of which are... I've got um, sympathy for and, and some measure of agreement with both, and yet there's contradictory in, in the sense of Matt. I thought was nicely optimistic, and it made a nice change to be, um, you know, looking at the brighter side of life. And then Bill, uh, Statsman Bill, as as he, but I mean the numbers are correct, and um, the, the the kind of critique, if you if you want to put it that way, is also hard to hard to argue against, Bill. So, I find myself in this kind of quandary with the Joe Edwards question. I, I want to believe that um, we've acquired a young manager that's going to take us to some next level of football, and um, you know maybe next season at least start to look in the upper side of the of the championship table whereas at the moment we are the form speaks for itself the the game yesterday and previous games you know it's not the only one we've we've all seen the the qpr performances the um 
the, after the first half hour against Middlesbrough, the rest of it was pony. Um, so there's, you know, this kind of split of, um, you know, schizophrenia, probably the wrong word to use, and I apologise for anyone who suffers with mental health issues and all that, but I'm a born in the 1960s, so I, I can't think of a better word as I'm speaking ad lib here to you listeners, but this split is, is worrying. Um, as I've said a few times across this show, and I don't really say it to be dramatic, I don't do this show to try and, um, you know, pound people in their place of work or anything of that kind, but it's going to be a big test for Joe Edwards. This is football management reduced to its most basic now, because on the one hand, he wants to um, play a style of football that's probably best suited to the best in the country. And I've mentioned, you know, two teams earlier when I was just watching before I started recording, Arsenal and Liverpool. Leave aside all the football um, bants side of things. Those are two top quality sides. And, you know, if they're playing the ball out from the back and they get caught, well, so are we going to. It's, um, it stands to reason, in my opinion, with with players who are very willing but don't have that level of quality about them. So anyway, it's going to be a big test for Joe Edwards, but I think we've made that point. And um, I'll say a big thank you to everyone who's contributed to today's show. Um, if you want to contribute to Achtung Mill, do give us a shout on, on either Twitter or you can email me, achtungmill at gmail.com. We can exchange mobile numbers and you can send me your voicemails to your heart's content. I really love these shows and I really appreciate everyone that's contributed to it. Um, so yeah, big thank you to, to everyone across the show. Also, big thank you before I close out to everyone who voted for us in the Sports Podcast Awards. We're up against some serious opponents, listeners. Um, we were shortlisted, but we weren't placed. Um, when I, the, the winning to show was a Tottenham Athletic, the Athletic.com, their Tottenham show, View from the Lane. So that shows you the level we're up against. We were in with um, podcasts represented the Miami Dolphins and um, I think it's the Chicago White Sox. So some big, big names, and uh, we weren't placed. But I just wanted to say thank you to everyone that took the time and trouble to vote for us. I really appreciate it. And I personally, um, I regard just being shortlisted on, a, on at that level as, as, as a real tribute to everything that we try and do on this show. So just to close out with a big, big thank you to everybody that cast their vote in our favour. Arriva Dirty Millwall. We'll be back next week. Um, Coventry Away. We'll put a show together in the aftermath of Coventry Away which is a TV match, so you'll all be able to watch that live on the sky. Till then, arrivederci Millwall. Bye for now. I didn't read out the answer to the Pundit Games trivia question at the start of the show. Punditgames.co.uk, number one football trivia game. This is a beast who had to work his socks through the... PFA Teams of the Year in League 2, 2009, League 1, 2010, Championship 2011. A, a Norwich um, legend, I think it's fair to say, to player of the season there at Carrow Rover. Three consecutive to seasons, 2009 onwards. Um, and since living the game, I didn't know this, he's famously got into the world of wrestling. He's joined the wrestling, listeners, wrestling. And uh, name of that player, Grant Holt. Grant Holt, apparently he's doing a bit of wrestling. So punditgames.co.uk, if you're looking for a football trivia game, that's the level of question you're going to have to field to uh, score a goal. Um, to the next edition of Acton Mill, thank you for listening. Arrivederci Mill. Bye for now. 
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 